The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I want to remind you about a discussion that we started earlier on the show, which was um, this report of uh, strife around the cabinet table and disagreements. So, the Equality Minister Roderick O'Gorman has proposed limiting the offer of state provided accommodation for Ukrainian refugees to 90 days. It, it does appear that it's something of a political row because the suggestion isn't that after 90 days we say you've got to go back to Ukraine or you're are uh, now kind of at the mercy of the vagaries of the housing market. Rather, it would in effect mean that after 90 days, Roderick O'Gorman would be passing responsibility over the housing of uh, said refugees to the Minister for Housing, Dara O'Brien. Uh, but anyway, it has focused uh, attention on uh, how the system is working and whether there are stresses and strains in that system and whether we are reaching a point where we do have to start thinking about a limit on the number of refugees uh, coming here from uh, Ukraine. Uh, John Lannan is with me. He's the CEO of Duras. Uh, John, you're very welcome to the show. Um, I mean, w- what is your assessment as to why this is happening? Okay, well, um, as you said, it certainly has focused attention on the um, obligations we have to provide for people who arrive from Ukraine under temporary protection. First thing to bear in mind is that there is still a war going on there. Um, We've also got very limited supply of available rental accommodation for people that are moving to Ireland. So, in our view, the government needs to focus on addressing the accommodation shortfall rather than trying to deter people from coming here. And in what ways can the government realistically, in, in, in the short term, address something like that? Well, the Department of Children is already doing tremendous work finding short-term accommodation for a large percentage of the 90,000-plus people who have arrived here from Ukraine. The problem is that that department doesn't have the policy levers when it comes to housing. They can't influence in housing policy. That's what the Department of Housing's role is. Um, This situation hasn't happened overnight. It's happened over the last 18 months. We've been calling now for over a year for a strategy that brings mid to long-term accommodation on stream. And the things that need to be done is we need to see more investment in mid to long-term solutions. You know, for a start, we need to see more innovation projects getting off the ground. Um, that's been quite small in terms of its return so far. Rapid build modular units are part of the solution. But we do need a plan from government that meets the needs of everybody's um, who, who's looking for long-term accommodation. Mm-hmm. We also have more than 12,000 people um, accessing emergency accommodation here in Ireland. We've over 5,000 people with their papers in direct provision that can't leave because there's no affordable accommodation. So the government needs a plan preferably with a dedicated unit to address this crisis that that exists at the moment. Um, Despite all of that, I mean, uh, or or rather, I mean, were that to happen, uh, we might be able to to accommodate the kind of suspected maybe 30 to 50,000 more people who might arrive over the course of the next year, given the fact that the war is ongoing. Um, How confident are you we would do any of those things or all of the above? The Taoiseach doesn't seem very confident. Uh, today he was talking about it I just don't know if we'd be able to provide accommodation and all the additional supports Well it's good I would say that the government are looking at options now considering what needs to be done Um, changing some aspects of Ireland's policy may be necessary but we do need to see a coherent Europe wide response here in Ireland um, we, we will need to address this issue because we have an over-reliance on 
um, hotels now and another short-term accommodation, a lot of which is unsuitable. The standards are poor. We've even had people living in tents and we don't want to see that across a winter that was likely to be cold and wet. So we we need to address this anyway because by virtue of the fact that the war is still ongoing in Ukraine, a large percentage of the people who have come here from that country won't be able to return. They're going to have to continue here. Um, They're going to have to um, integrate into Irish society and become part of the fabric of Ireland. Uh, Michael McNamara is with us as well, the independent TD for Clare. Michael, despite the fact that this, you know, it does seem to be something of a kind of a political row and and kind of uh, one department trying to kind of uh, foist the problem onto another, it has focused minds on on capacity here and how much capacity there is in the system to continue accepting refugees from Ukraine at the rate we have been. Are are you worried about that capacity? Um, Well, I am because, I mean, uh, the solutions have been very, very temporary and we're looking at a a much longer term uh, settlement now. I mean, uh, I think a certain cohort of people who came here came here with the intention of staying for a a certain period of time. But I think as as the war continues, uh, many people who came here with the intention of it being for a very short stay uh, will set down roots and will um, their children will go to school here uh, as as is the typical patterns of immigration. So we do need to look at longer term solutions and like housing people in in sort of hotels in areas of Clare, Limerick, Kerry, or not Limerick, sorry, uh, Kerry, Clare, Galway, Donegal, where there isn't a possibility of, of, of integration, where there isn't any great prospect of, of jobs in for the numbers of people who are coming simply isn't a solution. And what it is doing is, uh, of course, having an impact upon the tourism economy in counties that are reliant on tourism, which is going to foster resentment uh, on top of the problems that people already encounter as in being, um, you know, people if we're going to have large numbers of people, then they need to be accommodated in areas where there are large numbers of, of jobs available. And that's simply not uh, areas like Liston Varna okay. and uh, so, very rural parts of Galway. So is the solution uh, then to, to, to uh, place greater emphasis on, on locating refugees from Ukraine in and around our, our big urban centres? Or is it simply saying, well, if we can't do it there, let's do it nowhere and let's try and find them a different country to go to? Well, I mean, the, by far the best solution is, 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 of course, that we accommodate everybody in Ireland who needs accommodation, in, and, and that's by and large in, in, in large cities, I mean, uh, where people are, um, where there's a particular shortage of accommodation. But, I mean, we also have to look at numbers, and, I mean, I think the numbers in Ireland are slightly skewed. I mean, we have, uh, obviously, the highest numbers of, uh, of, of persons uh, with temporary protection are in countries that are immediately adjacent to Ukraine. But once you go beyond that, I mean, we have a very high level of of of, of persons now. Um, that may well be because it's perceived to be um, Ireland is perceived to be more attractive because of the package that's being offered in terms of of accommodation and medical card, etc. Now, uh, it is a requirement of European Union law that that people are assisted in finding accommodation and helped assisted with the means to find accommodation if necessary, and also that they uh, be provided with uh, medical care if necessary. But of course, mm. you know, one thing that's a, a, annoying a lot of my constituents who come in is the fact that there's no uh, vetting of whether or not many, I mean, many of these people are coming with nothing, but yet we also know that there is a, a percentage albeit or perhaps a relatively small percentage of them who, who are coming with money and who do appear to be relatively uh, well healed and there's no vetting process, they get a medical card automatically, whereas even if you're diagnosed uh, with cancer in Ireland, you can go and be put through the hoops for um, uh, for 
an yeah. indeterminate period of time uh, until such time as you, you get a medical card or frequently uh, die of the cancer that you've been diagnosed with or at least uh, end up getting it only at the point that you've palliative care and that's causing a huge amount of resentment. Now, I mean, it would be wrong, I think, to vest uh, or to blame Ukrainians for a No, I think, that, our, that's, uh, I think that's a criticism our of our system. health system uh, more than uh, it is of Ukrainians. But, but, it, but it is creating a resentment. Yeah. I mean, that, that it is creating a resentment, particularly in areas where there's a very okay. large well, number. And it's a bit, you know, I, I think people do need to be, as we accept that this is going to be for a longer period of time, people need to be more evenly distributed yeah. and people need to be in areas where they can integrate, including into the labour market. Michael McNamara, Independent TD for Clare and uh, John Lannan, the CEO of Doris. Uh, thank you both very much uh, for joining me. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.